believe. So that's my one word is believe that what you're putting out there will come back and Mm -hmm. having the patience to keep moving forward. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Renee Bauer of the Bauer Law Group. Renee, it's awesome to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Renee so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Renee is an award-winning divorce attorney, host of the Happy Happy Even After podcast, author and creator of the online divorce course called The D Course. And she is committed to educating and empowering women to make the best decisions for their future by giving them the tools they need to make rational and reasonable decisions rather than decisions fueled by anger and hurt. Renee also founded the Connecticut family law firm, Bauer Law Group. Renee, are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I sure am. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started with all the awesome work you're doing. Could you take us through your CEO story? We'll let you get started with your business or your podcast. Yeah. So I got fired from my first job as a lawyer. So mm-hmm. that's where that's where my story starts. And um, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I started my own law firm. Uh, And I had sort of a vision of what I wanted to create as a family lawyer. Um, I do just divorce. And I noticed there was such a gap in the market for like this really holistic um, service of not just like swiping the law onto a piece of paper, but really offering people the emotional counseling that goes with it and providing a service that a lot of lawyers just weren't providing for their clients at the time. So from that um, place, I grew the law firm. Um, So now we are um, an award-winning law firm in Connecticut. We are busy as ever, despite the pandemic, and um, we have really just adopted this approach that really just takes on the client and all of more than just their finances that we're looking at. We're really looking at them as a whole person and how do we help them outside the other end? It's not at the end of the divorce, we're kind of shooing them on their way. We're setting them up to be equipped to really have a successful post-divorce future. So from doing this work for 18 years in my state, I had a desire to really really share my message on a, in a broader audience. And I'm twice divorced myself and lived with all of the emotions of it, the guilt, the shame, all of that, and wanted to really talk to, especially women, um, about their emotions that they have when they're going through a divorce and how they sit with it by themselves and they sit with the shame and it really starts to define you. And I saw the opportunity um, to really share my experiences, both professional and personal, and create a, a program to help people out the other side that really focuses on not just the law, it's it's part spirituality, part mindset, part strategy. And that's what's missing in this this environment. And so through that, my own podcast launched and all of the things that have um, come from that. So I'm super excited that my reach has expanded so far beyond just my little state. Yeah, it's definitely an exciting point. And, and I love that you said that because so many times when a door closes, we automatically think, you know, and feel bad about that. But sometimes it opens itself up to other opportunities where um, we never really thought of them before. And I love that you talk about that. I, I say so often that we forget about the human aspect of business and in so many different levels, and especially, you know, in a divorce, when things don't work out the way we thought that they would always work out. Um, 
we often don't look at that human part. We look at the, and it's probably, especially in your world, the transaction piece, you know, who gets what, so on and so forth, all of those aspects. But kind of skipping over that is like doing a disservice to like the people that are involved. And, and I think even in the world as a whole, if we really drill down. Absolutely. And, you know, and especially in the, the divorce environment, if you're just looking at that in sort of a funnel and only focusing on just the necessary steps to get out the other end, you're missing this whole other piece of it because the success of, and I think really anything um, of any sort of adversity, whether it be a divorce or losing a job or anything like that is so much more than just that thing. And mindset is such an important part of it. And, you know, and for me, my my kind of spiritual twist and infusion is in in faith which has nothing to do with religion is so important as well and that's the indicator of how you get through adversity and whether you're going to just kind of survive this thing that's happening to you in your life or are you going to really use that as an opportunity to pivot and um and to rise up and you know that could be losing a job a breakup um a health issue, you know, there's so many things that we bump up into in our messy lives that that becomes an important tool is to take all of those pieces and use that as a catalyst to say, okay, now what am I going to do with this? Am I going to kind of pull the covers over my head and just say, poor me, and I'm a victim in all of this? Or am I going to say, you know what, this is not going to define me, and I'm going to turn this into an opportunity to be bigger and better and, and happier than I ever was before. Yes, I absolutely love that. And, and, you know, especially like we all are experiencing somewhat of a pivot that we had to, to take in the, in the pandemic. But a lot of, you know, that mindset piece is a big part is not so much if a thing will happen, it's when it will happen and how we'll react to it. Yeah. So that's why I love, you know, everything you talked about mindset. And I believe that as an extension of that are words and those things that we use. So I love the name of your podcast, Happily Even After, because it speaks to that. Uh, even those those things, ha- even though things happen, you still will be happy and we still have that light on the on the other side. So um, I, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit um, about all the things that you do to kind of help serve your clients. Is there anything additional that we didn't really touch on or I didn't read in your bio and what you feel kind of maybe makes you unique and is your secret sauce and such yeah. a part? Oh, I love this question. Thank you for <laughs> asking it. Um, so I'm actually creating and launching um, in the next couple months, actually, by the time this, this episode drops, it will be live, the Divorce Soul School, which mm-hmm. is exactly what I mentioned before. It is a program to help people who they could be in their divorce, they could be out the other side for three years and really just stuck still in conflict and you know the concern of how do I move on I'm still so angry and we are tackling what you can do we're not we don't care about what your agreement says we don't care about who your ex is or how much of a jerk they are is what can you do to create the life that you freaking love and you have the power to do that and so that divorce soul school is based on the the spirituality and the the faith plus the mindset plus the strategy and Mm -hmm. so I take all three of those things to really um, it's kind of the secret sauce to really creating a life that is just awesome rather than just having life happen to you you are you you are the creator right like you're your own ceo of your own life now how are you going to get there and and be the boss of it and so that program is just for that I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a ceo hack so this might be an app a book or a habit that you have but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient Oh, okay. So great question. Um, that for me, I am a taskmaster. Like I am the ultimate 
to do or cross it off my list to a fault. So what I do is um, each morning I take about 10 or 15 minutes that I sit down and say, how do I want to show up today? And I almost write these power statements or I am statements Mm -hmm. based on what I have. Like today I had a couple interviews. So I'm going to show up as a very different person than the one who really has to get through that task list. And so it really prioritizes um, the what I what's required of that day, but also how I'm going to um, show up for that day and how effective I'm going to be. So a day doesn't go by without me doing that. And then at the end of the day, I sort of reflect on it and say, okay, I, you know, I did everything or uh oh, like yesterday, I got caught up in all of the things that really weren't that important. And I had to readjust for today. Um, but it just it's a check in with myself. And rather than just hit the ground running and kind of fumbling through the day in the chaos, which often happens, um, when you're running a business, it's, it's checking in and saying, okay, I'm going to put some intention behind what I have to do today. I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And this might be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Believe. So that's my one word is believe that what you're putting out there will come back and mm-hmm. having the patience to keep moving forward. So, you know, we see so many businesses that are people trying to do things and they quit and they give up and, and it's because they just stopped before they were actually having that, that momentum. And if you put your time and your effort and your energy and your faith and your passion and all of the things into it, you will be successful. There is no way, there's no other option. If you continue, that doesn't mean you don't fail. Of course, we're going to fail over and over and over again. And that's part of it. We, we fail, we, we learn, we move on. We fail, we learn, we move on. And we keep doing that until the, the fail comes a little less and less until you're at that point where you succeed. But believing that you're capable of it is really everything. Because if you don't believe in yourself, where are you going to go from there? You're going to fall short. You're going to quit. You're going to say, this isn't for me. Um, But if you believe that this thing that I'm doing, there's a reason for it. There's a purpose. I'm meant to help people. I'm meant to serve. um, That will continue to propel you forward. And all of those walls that you bump into and hiccups will just say, okay, that was just a, you know, a pivot. I'll just redirect and keep Mm -hmm. moving because I still believe that this thing is going to work. Yeah, I absolutely love that word, believe. I, I love how it ties into what you kind of talked about before with that the word, F, the F word, the faith word, um, to be able to kind of tie those things together. Because I think when you do, you know, have that faith that what you're doing is going to work out and you believe in yourself, as you said so well, um, it allows you to kind of see those setbacks, but not get stopped by those setbacks. And I think so many times we have, you know, a path and a vision of what we want to accomplish. And it's very rarely a straight line. And if you understand that, you accept that, but you continue to say, I'm going to find a way, I'm going to pivot, I'm going to change. This is the 1.0 version. I'm, I'm going to come out with the next version, whatever that might look like. It allows you to continue to have that energy, you know, towards that, um, I guess, vision and goal that we might have. Mm, couldn't agree more. I love that. Awesome. 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 So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Renee, what does being a CEO mean to you? <laughs> It's being authentically true to who you are, the business that you run, how you lead, how you show up, and how you serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sometimes means that you are rocking the boat. You're doing things a different way. You're not following the rule book. Maybe you're actually burning it and you're doing it without fear. You're doing it without apology and you are forging ahead. Um, that's 
that that's what it means to me beyond financial statements and you know all of the typical things that we think of when you say CEO. It's a beyond. It's so much deeper than that. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And as we kind of talked about in the beginning, that human aspect of business and really tapping into that human aspect of business is sometimes and often being authentic to yourself, your vision, the gifts that you were given, the things that you were put were put into your dreams or whatever that might be. Um, a lot of times, you know, you can't, you know, fit inside the lines. You have to color outside the lines. You you try to figure out what box you're supposed to stay in because there is no box because you don't see one. But when you stay true to that, true to yourself, true in your actions and things, and that's really when you get to take ownership and uh, get to tap into that authenticity that you talked about. So I absolutely love that perspective. Yeah. And, you know, I spent a while um, on this this kind of new journey. So the, the law firm thing, I had been at it for a while, but then I started this new business that was had the greater reach. And I was trying to do all of the things that were supposed to be done. People mm. said, you're supposed to do that this way and do this and do that and show up this way. And the more I tried to like check the box of all of that stuff, the less like, like I kind of felt dead inside. I'm like, this doesn't mm. feel good. It's not authentic. And then I threw it all out. I'm like, you know what? I'm showing up the way that feels good to me. And that's when things started to pick up. And that's mm -hmm. when people started to connect and the interviews were lined up. And that's, you know, because people recognize that they don't want copycats. They want originals. And, you know, and I think that that's so inspiring is to watch. There's so many people out there doing this thing in their own authentic way. And that's what makes them stand apart. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that I always say this, that so many times when we are ourselves and we run our own race, as I always say, if you run your own race, you can never lose. Because if you run your own race, you also forget that we inspire so many other people to run their race too, because they are like, okay, well, I can do it in my own way. I can be authentic to myself. And it starts to create this really, I think, um, transformational, um, I guess, watershed moment where everybody's just staying true to themselves, being authentic, and we don't have those copycat moments. And we really get to, to see the beauty in what the world is. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard to do, right? Yes. Like it's, it is hard sometimes to <laughs> mm -hmm. show up in a different way because you're going to get the people who say like, what, what, what is he or she think they're doing? Who mm -hmm. do they think they are? Yeah. Um, you know, and you do, you turn off that noise, you turn down the chatter, you turn down the volume and you do it anyway. And that's when you are inspiring other people, just like you said. Yeah, absolutely. We, we have to kind of realize, and it's easier said than done sometimes, that the only checkbox that matters is the one that's in, inside and internal. And if we kind of stay in alignment and check off the things that are what we want to do in alignment with why we were even here, I think that that really makes a, a huge uh, impact and moment. So Renee, truly appreciate that. And I, I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass through the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, find out about the course, the book, the podcast, all the awesome things that you're working oh, on. Oh, yeah. So uh, Instagram is, is my favorite place to hang out. And I will just direct everyone to go there. That's at Ms. Renee Bauer. And from there, you can link up to all of the things that I have going on. Um, and I think my message, final message is that we, what, what a year we had, you know, like what a year, but yet what a gift um, mm. in the sense that we have been able to step back and really evaluate um, what the kind of the rat race and the chaos of what life was before. And I know my life was certainly chaotic and to be forced to slow down and reassess everything like this was an opportunity and it's still going. Um, it's still an opportunity to really just sit back and say, okay, now what, when this is all over, what do I want? Do I want to go back to that life before when it was craziness and chaotic and maybe I was unfulfilled or do I want to do something different? And if it has taught us nothing else, it's that we only have one life to live 
creative and we have to make the best of it. We have to do those big, bold, scary things, even though it scares the crap out of us, because imagine what would happen if it all actually came true. Mm, yeah. And those, uh, those, are the people, the people that dare often do. So if you dare enough to, to try to make those things happen, it's absolutely huge. So we will definitely have the links and information in the show notes. I absolutely love what you said about, you know, what a world, but also what a gift. Cause I think if we can change our perspective, our mindset, and we can start to look at things in a different way, we see it as a, it, as an opportunity to maybe reinvent ourselves, to pivot, to do all the things that we kind of talked about before. And I think if we look at, you know, every day, every second, every uh, moment as an opportunity to do that, that's really when we start to propel our lives and our businesses and our, you know, whatever it is, our relationships in the right way. So truly appreciate that, Renee. Appreciate you again for taking time out and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.